No, it doesn't have to be so hard. 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 Business and life made simple. Hey everyone, Mia Palacier with the Simplicity in Business and Life podcast. Today we're going to talk about some business growth strategies, specifically sales and marketing and how they relate. And how a really cool term that's kind of been coming around lately is a term called smarketing. And that's one of my new favorite words. So uh, we're going to talk about that too and how important it is to integrate departments together. So let's cue the music and then we'll get right in. No, it doesn't have to be so hard No, it doesn't have to be so hard Business and life made simple Okay, so as I was prepping for today's live, we're talking specifically about sales and marketing, and that's obviously a really broad topic and a lot to talk about. And I like to give you some takeaways to really... um, to really kind of know what your philosophies are and and give you some principles to ground you on and then be able to take some tactics and and run with them. So today I thought I would just kind of lay out kind of my mindset based on my experiences and and reading and research and building my own teams and around sales and marketing and just lay the framework and then um, do some other lives and go into more detail in some of the the different components that you can like literally walk away with and, um, and implement for yourself. So uh, that said, I'm going to kind of start a little bit higher up, give you kind of give you the big overview, and then we'll work down. And again, because I don't like to make these lives too long, I'm, we're not going to get super, super in detail today. I just want to conceptually get you thinking differently about sales and marketing. That's really my goal today is to um, kind of, if you have certain mindsets, to maybe get, challenge you to think differently about how not, it's not necessarily a black and white, this is the way you have to do it, but just challenging you to think differently of how you can build your teams and what's best for your company. So uh, so that said, like one of the things, like my vision for my company is to simplify the human experience through business. Like that's, I'm all about simplifying business and simplifying, when I talk about the human experience, I'm talking about, like I always like to not forget that business is made up of people, whether it's people we're selling to or customers or employees or strategic partners, like business is about people. And so sometimes we get so stuck in strategies and tactics, we forget to take a step back and remember that it's made up of people and and to to keep that emotion side uh, tied to it. So I talk a lot about the human experience. And one of the ways I define the human experience is really the the intersection of um, the customer experience, the uh, employee experience, and the strategic partner experience, kind of if you envision a Venn diagram, three interlocking circles of those three components make up the human experience. And to me, like that is um, really important that they're interlocking because it, it isn't one is more important than the other. It's all three of those working together that helps improve the human experience for companies. And when you can improve the human experience and solve a problem for for people, like that's how your business grows and scales, right? And ultimately becomes profitable and makes revenue and and all of those things. So I just wanted to to bring that kind of definition out there. You'll hear me talk a lot about the human experience. So I just wanted to explain that briefly. 
And so let's take one section of that human experience, which is the customer experience. So now the way that I define the customer experience, again, vision of Venn diagram with three interlocking circles, I look at marketing, sales, and service and support as three components of the customer experience. And it's, and it's the, the, uh, the good, the natural handoffs and the, and the communication and the data and all that, that works together to make those departments work together. And, um, what's cool about being a lot of companies being virtual now is a lot easier to integrate departments together before you'd have physical people like marketing was in one area of the building and sales was in another area of the building. And, and even if you are still in a physical office, I recommend integrating sales and marketing people together, like have, have a salesperson sit next to a marketing person. Like you're going to gain so much insight by, by hearing what people are saying, like get data from the people answering the phones or responding to emails. Like all of that is so important, um, to be able to, to understand what your customers are wanting. Customers want a seamless experience. They want a seamless journey. And then they, they also want to be able to create their own journey. So with that said, like that is why sales and marketing aren't just these two silo departments that you just throw money at and put people. And yes, it's a numbers game. Yes, you need people. Yes, you need all those things. But it's 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 more of an art now, I feel like, and more of a kind of a, a beautiful um maybe symphony with all these different components working together to make it work. I mean, you think about inbound marketing, like I love where inbound marketing is headed. Like there's so many things that go into with inbound marketing and getting those leads coming to you. Like with inbound marketing, what's cool is they're finding you and they're qualifying themselves before you even talk to them. And that makes, to me, that simplifies so much. Instead of doing constant cold outreach and then trying to qualify them and realizing they're the right fit, it's just really clunky and hard. And yes, you can, it, you can make it work by throwing enough money and numbers at it. But it's it doesn't feel organic and it doesn't feel like, again, like this, the symphony that works so beautifully. So when you take inbound marketing, um, you think about you have social media, you have landing pages, you have websites. Um, I feel like I'm missing, um, you know, all the different components that go into I wrote some what do I think like I'm missing different components related to that. Um Oh yeah, your website, blogging. Oh yeah, blogs on your on your website. And it used to be even like I guess you have newsletters. What's cool, real fast about newsletters is it's not like your traditional old like PDF that you send in an email attachment. Like you can make some pretty cool newsletters through an email now, which I think is people got burned out on newsletters, so they went away for a while, and now they're starting to come back again. Where I love the different components where you can learn about a company through their through their e-newsletter, and they can make them so beautifully designed. So I'm kind of a snob for design. So like those kind of things, it's always about changing it up and 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 uh, figuring out how to attract and educate your clients. So um, so that's kind of how like with marketing, you want to build an inbound marketing program to build it in. It's not about like we don't actually do a lot of SEO for our company right now, it's just not our focus. We're really focused on landing pages and ad spend and social media and organic traffic that way. I mean, well, um, and so you kind of have to, you have to do it all at once. Like it, it, you can pick something and be like, you know what, this fits well with me. I'm going to focus on that and really become really good at that. So with inbound marketing, even though there's so many components, you know, don't feel like you have to do it all at once. Just start baby stepping and adding more and more. But what's cool about that is you're now educating your customers before they even come on as as a client. And uh, a while back, I read a book called They Ask You Answer. And it was 
really enlightening. Um, it was it was all stuff that I kind of like subconsciously knew, but it was cool in this book just to see all the components like spell out that every company now is a media company. It is our job to educate our customers and to um, and to put as much on the internet as we can. Every question, concern, com- you know, uh, us versus them. Uh, whatever it is, like anything that you've ever heard a customer ask or why they might not have bought from you or why they did buy from you or like put it on the internet like that. People want to research and uh, and we're still, we're working on this and have a long ways to go too. But if you just start, it just keeps building on itself and gets better and better. So again, just starting and just don't get overwhelmed thinking you have to have it all day one, but just start building upon it. And then you'll start to get more and more people gravitating to your websites, your landing pages, and your social media, and then it just starts to build that momentum. So that's kind of the first piece of marketing is that is that inbound piece and figuring out how to educate them. That's why this book was, that's what this book was about, it was all about they ask, you answer, being completely honest with them. Don't beat around the bush. You know, don't be afraid to talk about your competitors, talk about where your flaws are. Like it's, it was pretty much just lay it all out there because if you don't, they're going to find it out anyway. So put it out there and then they can come and, and educate themselves and, and, um, and, and then buy from you in that respect. And then, uh, so one of the things I want to just kind of digress just for a minute is, is talk about this diagram I had, um, built a while back and it was, I'd, I'd looked a lot of different graphs and diagrams online about the kind of the handoffs between sales and marketing and and customer support and those kind of things and like where what is the overall flow of of one to the next and um, and so I went and I looked and there was some some diagrams that were so oversimplified that it that it complicated it and then some. Um, I don't know, there really weren't that many complex ones. I would say most of them were like oversimplified and my brain has to logically walk it through the steps. And so with these diagrams, I couldn't in my brain, as I thought about my company and then looked at these diagrams and these blogs and different things, I couldn't walk it through. I couldn't walk it through the the process for sales and marketing. So I won't go all the way through um, my whole entire diagram, like into the customer area. But uh, if you think about the process and when people start to find your company, the first step is you're attracting them to uh, your company or your landing pages or whatever as a, as a stranger. Um, yeah, they might come in at different stages. It might be a little warmer or colder. But ultimately, you want to then convert them into um, c- convert them into visitors where they're they're going around and they're browsing on their site. So now they've landed on your site and now you're going to get them browsing and looking at your site. And then the next step, and this is kind of the, the, this is kind of the handoff time between sales and marketing where I think a lot gets broken and lost. And this is when you have these visitors on your site and you've now captured them as a lead and you need to now connect with them and turn them into a prospect. And a prospect to me is defined as like having a two-way communication where you're able to get with them on the phone or back and forth on email or chat and you're and you're qualifying them to see if they're a good fit by answering their questions and educating them. And um, and so this is like the handoff and it's interesting because we were just talking about this role uh, this morning in our company because we're we turned on some ads and they're doing really well and, and we're like, okay, we need to really have somebody qualify them. And I've gone down this road before and it's really hard to go from a, somebody qualifying them to turning them to um, like a sales rep and or an SDR or whatever you want to call them. Um, and so when you do that handoff, 
it can be, um, I don't know, it, you lose a lot of people in that in that handoff and the clients will feel disjointed or the journey doesn't feel good. And so um, I also read, I'm going to just give you a little more depth here. So I also read another book called Social Selling. And this was a cool book because it talked about how we can, instead of just selling through like a traditional sales call, you can actually sell through social media and engage with people. And and, and this is like a very organic way to do it without Facebook ads, right? You get in, involved with groups and different stuff. But I actually like combining like the qualifier with the social selling that was talked about in this book, where they can go in and they can go on your Zoom calls and qualify your leads through a Zoom meeting is what we do. And uh, but then they can also go and connect with them on social media and and engage with them and nurture them and educate them. And so I'm actually looking to merge kind of those two roles into one. Um, because again, the more that they can be the person to not have to do the handoffs and to really develop that relationship with the client, the better. So um, that's kind of where it starts to now go into this into the sales area where you're qualifying prospects and you're turning them into opportunities and then you're closing opportunities and turning them into customers and then you're onboarding customers and then doing empowering them with customer success and then and then the the last three through the customer service cycle is like customer satisfaction, customer delight, customer engagement, customer marketing, and customer advocacy. So those were like the the sequence of of the customer journey that I had had kind of built a model around. And um, and so back to sales and marketing, here we have these two departments and, and integrating them through um, kind of this, it, so the term marketing is really the ability to connect sales and marketing together. A lot of times people just do it through like meetings or data and things like that. But I'm actually going to be testing out with an actual role related to that where they kind of have one foot in sales and one foot in marketing. And so again, the key is, always looking to figure out how to integrate these departments together. And that's something that we're always working on within my company is we have these departments, but they we have to integrate them as closely as possible because that data and that feedback loop is so critical. And so, um, and so that's something that that marketing role, I think is really critical. And, um, and I almost think like if you're a small business, and you don't have anybody to do anything for you. If I had to pick, like, yeah, get your inbound stuff going, get your socials, all of that. Because again, it's, it's you got to fill up your funnel with with leads and and things. But if you had to pick like your next role after that, I would almost feel like it would be this qualifier role because you're you need somebody to because the more you have somebody feeding through the the leads and nurturing them, you can keep turning on your ad spend and then you can be the next one in the cycle. Like you can be the one to actually go and meet with those leads that are qualified. So I would say step one is get your inbound marketing going and then you do all the sales yourself. Um, a lot of startups, like um, I learned this while back from a sales coach, it's like get your first 10 customers and it, b- before you start hiring a bunch of people in sales. So if you're a solopreneur, like be the salesperson, you're going to learn so much from that. I love to still do sales calls because I learned so much from the those conversations. But um so do your email marketing, do your sales. And then I would say the next role to potentially hire would be that marketing where they have one foot in marketing, one foot in sales, and, they, and they're good at just relationships. So they're in social media engaging with people. They're, they're doing Zoom calls, educating them on your, on your company. So they have to understand your purpose, your values, and your vision, and your, and your frameworks within your company. And so if you don't have those, that's why it's good for you to do it first because 
again, you can't, um, you can't expect that person to just figure it out. You need to understand the foundation of your company and then train that person to have that. So um, I guess that would be like my, my big takeaway with this live is, is really just if I had, if you had, if you're just starting out creating that, um, do the sales yourself, get marketing going. Um, you don't have to do all that yourself. In fact, I highly recommend you don't do all that yourself, but um, get the inbound marketing going. You do the sales process. The next step, hire that inner that's marketing role. Um, and then you can just build, then you can hire somebody to replace you as an SDR sales development representative. Um, and, and just always work to, again, connecting those departments together through, through data, through meetings. Um, I, I, um, I'm not, I, I see a lot of value in quick meetings and standups. And then even some, we call them retreats where you take two to four hours and you're just diving into detail. So don't be afraid of meetings, just jumping on a call with your team. Um, it's not all about just eliminating meetings. There's a lot of like books and data around just getting rid of meetings. And while you want them to be productive and efficient, there's a lot of value that can come from meetings too. So, um, all right. So I think that kind of gives you an idea of my, my mindset related to sales and marketing. They're both so critical, but so much of the sales process is happening in the marketing phase. I've heard statistics that, I've heard 60%, I've heard 80% of 80% of the buying process happens before they even speak to somebody. And I think in the next decade, that's going to creep even closer to 100%. So um, so if you're not in the marketing game and the inbound marketing game, it's, it's time to get in it. Like treat yourself as a media company, no matter if you're in construction, if you're in consulting, if you're um, a service-based company, whatever you are, um, treat yourself as a media company. It's, it's time to educate and get data and, and information out there for your clients to learn. So, all right. Um, that's all I really wanted to talk about today related to sales and marketing. But again, this is a beast. There's so much that I could go into with stories and, and, and uh, details related to it. So I think I'm going to keep just picking apart my, my models and my frameworks that I have. And um, I'll do some more screen sharing here in future lives too, where we can really kind of dig deep into some of those components and start to start to really learn and implement. I've done everything the wrong way that I, um, I've now learned a lot of the ways that do work. And uh, so hopefully I can share with some of those with you. So, all right, that's all I have for you guys. I will see you next week. Bye. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Doesn't have to be so hard